0: Hello there avid listeners, hope everyone's having a beautiful day. Today we're going to be talking about Deep Light by Frances Harding, published by Amulet Books. Um, I have mixed feelings about this book. On the one hand, you know, I really did love the fantastical elements that drove the book forward and drove the plotline, and we'll get more into that a little bit later. But I think one of the most off-putting things for me personally was, um, Jelt's characterization. I I understand it was, you know, intentional. You know, he's a very toxic person. Um, he likes to put failures and blames on his supposed best friend, Hark. Um, and it really is, uh, it is a good representation of what a toxic relationship looks like, but Jelt himself is just so... He's really self-centered, he's manipulative, he's cruel. Um, There really is nothing redeemable about him. So I, pure and simple, I hated him. And I didn't have fun reading any of the scenes that were him. I just wanted him to just die already. Um, So it was kind of off-putting because those scenes with him, I didn't really want to read them. Um, Everything else, you know, I really did enjoy the the novel and I think another thing that I really did enjoy about the novel was um, you know I said this in my review for a curse of dark and lonely but I have to reiterate it um, we really don't see enough books with strong characters that have um, a very apparent disability you know Hark makes a friend Um, and she is deaf and I can't recall her name um, unfortunately but I wish I'd written it down Uh, (laughs) that's bad on my part but she is she's snarky um, she's fierce and quite simply she's probably the smartest character in the book and she's smarter than Hark she's smarter than Dilt, she knows something bad is going on and she's like, we need to stop this. But no one's really listening to her. And they're not really listening to her because um, of her disability. What they're, they're not listening to her because they want to profit from this god power that Hark has discovered. You know, she comes from a family of smugglers. But even she realizes, like, this is bad. And in the end, Hark has to turn to her in order to basically save the world. So I really think it was great to have a character who is disabled be the most profound character in the novel you know I thought that was a really good element to bring to the story I have to applaud Harding on that because they talk to her via sign language you know there's a lot of um, signing going on <clears throat> going on in the novel and I really did like that, and she also reads lips, so I also think it's a really strong representation of who she is as a character, as well as highlighting that just because she's deaf doesn't mean she's incapable of doing anything she, again fiercest character in the novel, she helps save the world, and again, she's the smartest character in the novel i can't can't say that enough. As for Hark and gel, Je- you know. Jelt is pretty much a horrible person he is simply the worst Um, I hated him I hated reading about him I hated his character dynamics with Hark once again uh, I know I already said this it is a good representation of what a toxic relationship is and I do like that when Hark gets away from him he's able to grow as a person you know he's really his friend um, because you know they've been through a lot together But just because you're, you know, just because you've been through a lot with someone, um, just because in some way you might feel indebted to them, you know what I'm saying, that doesn't mean you're allowed to take abuse. And I really think it's a great moment when he stands up to him, but doesn't back down, because there are lots of instances where he wants to stand up to him, and he does, you know, he's beginning to stand up to him, but then Jell turns it around, makes him feel bad, um, and then Hark's like, oh yeah, I guess he's right, you know, maybe I should just let it go, Yeah, but the moment where he realizes, no, no, no more, that's such a profound and powerful moment, um, At the climax of the novel to see Hark really come into his own stand up for himself and be the fierce person he is on the inside he's a great storyteller Um, he loves to weave stories and you can see that from the beginning except Jolt doesn't want him to grow he doesn't want him to grow he doesn't want him to be better because he wants to keep him entrapped so I'll say this Harding once again she does a great job of highlighting what a toxic relationship is but she also does a great way of highlighting how you can escape it and she shows the signs of what makes a toxic relationship and I think it's important that readers see that and realize you know if they're in a toxic relationship they need to find a way to get out and escape before, you know, it costs them their life, because for Hark, it does cost him his life occasionally. You know, he's put in very dangerous situations, and that's not good. You know, a lot of people are in abusive relationships. Um, They need to escape, and an abusive relationship is a toxic relationship. So I thought it was great that Harding was using these two to highlight what a toxic friendship looks like and how you can break away from it and be your own person and be a better person you know you don't have to keep letting yourself struggle so i did enjoy that aspect of the novel i hated gel i hate reading gel i thought he was really off-putting but i understand the author's intent with making him so horrible and when he meets his ultimate demise I mean that's one of those moments that I would reread just like I would reread Joffrey's death in the Game of Thrones you know I would equate Jelt to Joffrey there's nothing redeemable about him Um, he is a cruel person so again it's one of those scenes I would reread And I think anyone would, you know, if you hate Jelt as much as I do, you will want to reread that scene because it's also the same scene where Hark really just comes into his own. Um, As for the fantasy, I did enjoy the fantasy aspect of the novel. Um, I thought what was really interesting is, like, there's this plane of existence underneath the sea you know they call it the undersea and you know it's I think it's really cool that the gods used to live below you know you think of gods you think of them as living above you you know omniscient in the clouds you know like Mount Olympus but I think the fact that they live they lived undersea feeding and growing off of the fear, um, from the people above land, it's really sinister. It has this really sinister, eerie effect because now you know, like, anything that's deep in the sea, um, they tend to be scarier, uh, more alien looking, and you can't really see, you know, the deeper you go into the ocean, you can't really see, it's really dark it's really menacing um you know we really don't know everything that's going on down there everything that exists down there you know we're still discovering it so the fact that you have these godlike creatures living under the sea it's it's really sinister and i really like that because it's definitely something i've never seen before never seen gods exist underneath um They only have ever existed above or on the same plane. You know, you have sea gods, but they don't really live under the sea. They're in the sea. So I thought that was a really interesting aspect. And I would've liked a little more development of the mythology because I thought it was such a great element into the story. We get tidbits of the mythology. Um, How the gods came into being, how they died, um, and I thought that was really interesting. and you know, I really did enjoy that part of the story. I think I just wanted a little bit more development into it just for my own benefit, um, just so I get to know the mythology. You know, I think what would be really cool is if Harding, um, comes out with, you know, one of those little side books, you know, guide to the gods of whatever, you know, I think... Cause, you know each island has their own gods you know and a really nice depiction um, of these gods you know I would really like to see some artwork on these gods you know, I'd really like to see some stories about them themselves so I think it'd be really cool if Harding does that but again you know that's just my personal preference um, ultimately uh, I think It's a successful novel. There are bits and pieces, um, that slow down. You know, there's a long stretch of not nothing that happens. You know, you're getting to know Hark's new situation. You're getting to know these other new characters that are going to be really strong, um, players later on in the novel. But at first, they kind of feel like they don't lend anything to, um story other than just being plot points so at those points um the pacing of the novel does slow down and um makes it easier for me to turn you know to put the novel down but once hark discovers the heart of the god once everything starts going you know the pacing really keeps up a really steady momentum right until the end you know Once I got to the end, I couldn't put the book down. Like, I needed to see what was going to happen next. I wanted to see what was going to happen next. So, for the first half of the, well, no, not the first half. I'd say the first third of the book, um, Harding is really developing the character. She's developing um, the elements that are going to be essential for later on in the story. She's creating the world. And then, you know, the second and third part of the book, you know, the pacing starts to pick up. The tension starts to pick up. The character dynamics... Um, they start to really flourish a little bit more and become more tolerable, and so does the characterization, and she's highlighting the character growth alongside the plot development. So, I do think it is a good story. I just really hated Gel. J- you know. I really could have <laughs> done without him, ultimately. But again, he's my personal preference. But his off-putting nature is essential for what Harding is trying to highlight with his relationship and how toxic it is with Harding, with Hark. Um, So on that note, you know, I want to give this book three and a half stars. Um, Once again, this was Deep Light by Francis Harding, published by Amulet Books. Please um, check it out from your local library. And if money is not too tight, um, purchase the book. You know, see what it's all about. Please remember to support your local bookseller, not just go straight to Amazon. You know, supporting our local booksellers is really important. So on that note, um, have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.